All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pause of Friday rolls along. I love it. Hey, Gregor, I just got northwest of Edson setting up hunting camp. It's beautiful. Leaves are turning. Favorite time of year. Munching data. Listen to you guys. Love it. Love it. It is a good time of year, my man. Good time. Put your name on the next text, then we know who you are. Hmm. I like it. Got lots of people. You know what? When I look at the text line, there's just, there's lots of names. You know, Rod and Mark and Big Mac and Lance and Ed and Harry and Ranch Hand. You can see them all. I like it. Chris and Victoria. It's fantastic. So it's good that you kind of feel like, and I, like I said, I don't know if that's her name or not, but at least it's better than nobody. So put it on there. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We just did our uh, wager for uh, $20. We uh, do it every day for uh, PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, at the end of the month, hopefully uh, we're up and everything we are up, we donate to uh, Kid Sport. And uh, so we, we always do a parlay with three with three picks, sometimes a prop bet some other stuff but uh, we went with the Elks were plus 307 so I went with you know taking the underdog took the Stamps and the Seahawks went with an all football all West so uh, Elks Stamps and Seahawks it, uh, the Elks hey obviously I get why they're the underdog they haven't scored a point against BC this year it makes sense but they're rolling that was just too good odds not to try it had to or 20 bones so there you go Let's get now to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. They are hiring. If you want to work for a great company with great benefits, huge sports fans, just know that your owner struggles with tape-to-tape passes, more of a off-the-plexiglass and out to Ransanwith. But other than that, it's a great place. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector from uh, Roger Sportsnet joins us uh, once again. Uh, Spec, uh, I see you're on the road. That is nice uh, in the passenger seat, being very safe. So uh, that's great. Um, I guess a few things here for uh, you know Jay Woodcroft. Right from the get goes, come in. He's got his team in two camps, and, and Camp One is basically all the guys I think who have a chance to, to make the NHL roster. Obviously, McLeod and Ekholm are on the ice yet, but. It just seems like, you know, there, there's not a lot of intermixing. Maybe that will change. But 
am I reading too much? And it just kind of, this fits with their mantra of, hey, let's get serious right from the get-go. I think you're muted, buddy. I think you muted yourself. How about that? There you go. Uh, there you go. I think what's going to happen here, what generally happens is some younger guy has a real good preseason game, and they reward him by giving him a couple of, you know, a skate with the big boys, right? Yeah. So, the, you know, the rosters won't be completely stagnant. They'll be a little bit fluid. But who's kidding who? You know, we know what the team is here. And even the guys battling for the only few open spots are in that top group pretty much. So, you know, Sutter's in that group. And, well, Gagne's not around. Uh, um, Peterson's in that group, you know. So even the guys on the fringes are still, they're in the big group. And both the goalies are in the big group. You know, who are we kidding? There's only a couple jobs available here. Everybody knows it. So why, why not just deal with reality, Jay? Yeah, no, that's fair, right? You, you wonder, do you, does it hurt your young guys? Or maybe it just shows you, hey, you want if you want to get into the main group, you better show up. Like, we know that some of those guys are going to play on Sunday and some of them are going to play on Monday. And that's going to yeah. be their, like, Raphael Lavoie, man, whichever game he plays, who knows, maybe he plays both, although you know, I'd be surprised early on. But, you know, he's got to make a big impression because he, he's kind of starting on the fifth line uh, of the main group. I think if you're a guy like Xavier Borgo who just wants to have a good camp impression, you got to do something. Marcus Niemelainen is a guy. And then obviously Peterson and, and Sutter, uh, you know, I wonder, Speck, if you're Jay Woodcroft and, you know, you're, Sutter gets to practice against McDavid and Drysaddle, which is key because those are two pretty good players and, you know, Kane and Hyman yeah. and, and et cetera. But would you save Sutter for the Monday game and let him go into Winnipeg where he's more likely to face Connor and Shifley? I, I think I want to talk to Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter hasn't played a game for two years. Okay. Right? He hasn't played a game for two years. So I get what you're saying. I don't care what Brandon Sutter looks like against a bunch of guys that aren't going to be at camp four days from now. That doesn't matter to me. He may want that game just to play his first game in two years. You know, if he said to me, man, can you give me a, you know, a, the first game? Cause I could use it. He's playing like, yeah, I'm doing whatever I can for Brandon Sutter to get his game together and show me what he's got. I don't want to put him in a position where he's not going to be able to show me that. So I guess I defer to the player. He's a veteran guy. He's 35 years, 34 years old, 34. Uh, he, he knows what he needs. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. What about Lane Peterson then? Oh, he's different. He's a young guy who's trying to make the team. He plays when I tell him to play. <laughs> uh, because he doesn't have any of that going on. Like, this guy's been in the NHL. Same with Adam Ernie. He'll play when it works for, you know, if I'm the Ken Holland and Woodcroft making these lineups, I probably aren't asking those guys uh, quite the same. So, uh, hey, that's just the way hockey works, man. At some point, Adam Ernie, he's just happy to be here and play. He'll, I don't think he's telling anyone when to play him. He'll play when told, I would suggest, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, 100%. I think he'll just be happy once he gets in as many games as possible. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys each play five preseason games. Not at all. So, yeah, yeah maybe. Mark Spector uh, joins us. Uh, Jay Woodcroft giving the update on Ryan McLeod. Thinks that you know, he'll be back sooner than, than Ekholm, and Ekholm is not going to be out that long, maybe a week. Uh, from what he says, and it's preseason uh, training camp. There's there's no need to, to rush it at all. But I do want to get to a, a guy who's technically in the organization, but not really in Steve Stales because now the ownership group at Ottawa's official and Lauer's in. 
Um, at yeah. what point do you think they make this announcement? And why do you think it hasn't happened already that the orders have mentioned that Steve's no longer? Because you go on their website, you can't find him anywhere. This is the not-so-dirty little secret here in the orders organization. Yeah. Everybody knows and has known all summer that Steve Steos is going to end up working with Andlauer when Andlauer takes over. Yeah. So Andlauer didn't officially take over till yesterday. That was the day they announced it. Now we can probably bring some of this stuff above board. You know, Andlauer now needs to figure out, um, how am I hiring Steve Steos? What am I doing with him? Like, am I bringing them in? I, I, either there's two things here. Either one, I'm moving Dorian right out, and I want Steve Steos to be my GM. I don't think that will happen. That's not what I think will happen. I think it's too early, uh, too late in the season. I think you keep Dorian there. Now I want to bring Steve Steos in for sure, Jay, but I don't want to make it look like I'm bringing him in to just perch to take Dorian's job. I don't think that's fair either, yeah. right? yeah you know what, I've just bought a team, I got my GM, I can't just put him in that position right away. That's not fair. So, Anlar's got to figure out a position to bring in Steve Stales, and he will, and it will be in concert. You'll you'll be holding on to your cell phone, and you'll get a, a, a notice from the Ottawa Senators that they've hired Steve Stales to you know, whatever its position is, president of hockey operations or something. And five seconds later, you'll get the email from the orders. They will do this in concert and they'll say, thanks, Steve. Nice having you. You've been a great guy, but it's a done deal, pal. He's not working for the orders anymore. He is working for the senators. Mark Spector joins us from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, Speck, I always like to ask you about uh, your favorite sport, uh, baseball. You've got the Jays. They're taking on yeah. Tampa. They're battling with Seattle and, and Texas, who are actually going head-to-head this weekend. So there's, you know what, uh, technically you won't lose ground even uh, to a team if you lose tonight because one of them is going to lose for sure. What do you make of the Jays' chances um, and how much of it hinges on Guerrero in your eyes? Well, it can't hinge on Guerrero because he hasn't helped you enough this year to say, you know, it, it's not like the Oilers if they would lose a McDavid who's been consistently productive all the way along. They, Guerrero hasn't helped them that much this year. Of late, he got a little bit hot, but sorry, it's for me, it's not an excuse to say, oh, Guerrero's not in my lineup, I can't win. Well, he hasn't, what did he have two weeks ago? He had 21 home runs. So, you know, listen, at some point, Every team has to, I don't know what our format is here, if I can use the term nut up, but that's what the Jays have to do. You can give me all the history on the Tampa on Tampa and the Rays and how, you know, the Jays have, the Rays have been Jay killers for a long time. That's fine. I don't care about the history anymore. There's, what is there? Is there nine games left? Ten games left? Yeah, they have nine. I think they got nine. Six against Tampa, three against the Yankees. It's time to nut up and win. You got to beat Tampa at least half the time here. If you think you're a playoff team, then act like a playoff team. And and the schedule maker has it in your favor because your opponents are playing against each other. It's all set up for you. So you don't have Guerrero right now. Tough luck. Figure it out. Win some games here. I'm not saying you win every game, but you know what? Try to win your two out of three. And if you're a playoff team, it, you can't wait till the playoffs, Jay, to start playing like one. You got to start playing like one now. No, no, that's fair. I, I, I am surprised. Like people, like Guerrero. I think the bar is pretty high for him 
because he still leads the Jays in home runs with 24. He leads them in RBIs with 91, which is 22 more than anyone else on their team. Now, I know that, you know, his, his averages, it was only 264, and even his OPS isn't where they wanted it, 781 or 780, whatever it is. But I still think it's a big void in their lineup even though he struggled to his standards this year and and they're going to need other, like they're going to have to have a lot of other guys step up or their pitchers are going to have to be unbelievable against Tampa Bay for them to to win even 3 out of 6. And that's fair. Everything you just said there is fair. He's whether or not he's had the season you want him to have, he's still their big guy. Right? He's still their big guy. So I get that. That's fair. But you know what? It's not this time of year, it's not for excuses, man. Um you know, it's yeah. time to win. Everybody's got somebody hurt. Everybody's got something they didn't like that happened to their team. It's, it's time to go. It's time to win. Let's go here. Spec, have a good weekend. Uh, quickly, Elks, Lions tonight. Uh, what's, what's your gut tell you about the surging green and gold? Well, I'm, I'm, first of all, I throw absolutely in the garbage the, old, the stats of what happened in the last two games against B.C. Those were earlier in the season when the Eskimo or the Elks couldn't find their backside with both hands so it means nothing to me they'll score points and is bc a better team yeah bc's a better team do the do the elks have every chance to win a football game tonight i don't know every time i watch trey ford play pal looks like they have a chance to me don't you oh yeah he's pretty excited <laughs> and then brown and their offensive line like they're virtually unstoppable yeah. running the ball right now so it uh, it'll be entertaining so awesome. They will. They're winning. They're winning. You know football better than I know football. And the deal is, you can't win if you can't win the trenches. And I've watched this Elks team in the last four or five games win in the trenches. They're getting more sacks than the other guys, and their running game is better than the other guys. And their running game has bigger hole. The runner Kevin Brown has bigger holes to run through than the other guys. You win the trenches, you win the football game. And right now, that's where they're winning it. Should be fun, Spec. Uh, have a great weekend. All right, man. That's uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, when we return, that was a uh, Spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, we'll get to the oil report with uh, Alan Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, and more on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can get involved. Text us in a Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. And uh, right now, stop in, get a full synthetic Penzoil oil change at Jiffy Lube, and you will get a $20 digital gift card for any of 30 local vendors. You get to pick which one you want. Support local jiffylubeservice.ca. Can't wait for Tuesday. Maybe we'll get Struts to voice a new Christensen commercial. Oh, <laughs> oh so good. So good. Oh, might have to uncover that bad boy somewhere. I love it. Uh, welcome back to... And hey, guess what? You'll you'll see Sports 1440. We got the new mic flashes. I'm uh, showing it right now on the old uh, YouTube. If you want to uh, see it, it's right there. It's looking uh, it's looking pretty sharp. Do you see that? Ooh, yes! Look at that bad boy. I like it. I like it a lot. I got to figure out how to put it into the middle of the screen. Oh, there we go. There we go. Do do do. Perfect. Nice. What's the 1440 mean, Uncle Gregor? That's the uh, signal on the AM dial. And what's the sports mean? Mm. Yeah, it's self-explanatory. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. So it's uh, looks good. It's, uh, oh, it's very slick. I like it. It's nice. So great work. Excited for it. Now let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Where hey, stop in this weekend. If you're if you're in the market for a vehicle, you're looking to shop. Whether you want a new vehicle, a demo, or 
certified pre-owned Volvo. 1.49% finance is where you can get it. And the best part about dealing with Volvo is the service that you'll have. You'll get a great vehicle, sure. It's lots of great vehicles, but you get unbelievable service. And that's what keeps people coming back to Canada's number one Volvo dealership, Volvo of Edmonton, as we uh, welcome in to the show uh, Juan Negretz's uncle, uh, Uncle Low Tide, a.k.a. Uh, Alan Mitchell, host of uh, Noon to Two here on uh, Sports 1440. LT, how you doing? I'm weird. Well, I just want to make sure this uncle thing doesn't mean I owe him any money, does it? No, no, I'm calling Gregor uncle, too. It's all in the family of 1440 today. Okay, well, that's good. Everyone's related. I, I, I don't coach any baseball. I don't want anybody coming to my house. Other than that, I'm your uncle. <laughs> just like my real uncle. Yeah. You, Al, <laughs> did you ever coach baseball? Uh, no, I never did. I never soccer a little bit, um, but never baseball, which is my favorite sport to play. Yes. Uh, and and I love baseball, but I never coached it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I know one thing that you love is uh, is analytics. And uh, and not and I say that because you respect analytics, like you respect the eye test equally. Um, Michael Barcaddy, I've had lots of conversations with him over the years. Uh, obviously, you've had way more, I think, than I have, uh, for sure. Uh, he comes in. Now, This what's unique about this contract with him is him and the orders have been discussing this for quite some time and now it finally came to fruition yeah i think i think what in in the in the life of a uh, a hockey team um especially now there's there each regime and obviously jeff jackson's regime is just starting has a different value on analytics and i think in a lot of ways this particular Jackson era is going to be somewhat similar to the Craig McTavish era. Mac T really valued analytics, and, and Arcati would have worked uh, with him uh, for a time. And the, the difference is, Jason, that the data that they get now is just overwhelming. Back in the day, what you see publicly and what the players had were, I don't think, that different. But now they get reams of information. And finally, the gem there, Jeff Jackson was talking with you about, you know, contracts and that sort of thing. There's a lot that will go into what's going to happen with Arcati that wasn't available when he first worked with the Oilers about a decade ago. And that's the exciting part, because I do believe that the teams are looking for small edges. The Oilers were already doing it. The, the trade for clean cost a year ago yes. had analytics all over it. So it's not like it's a revolution, but Arcati is a big brain, and he's a great get. And I think he's the guy who's going to uh, build a team that's, that's going to be able to not just grab all the data, and, and parse it, but then really find the true gems in there. And that's a hard thing to do. Some teams are, still aren't looking, and others are finding a lot of them and, and making good bets. Sometimes they don't work out, but often they do. I, I think it's important what you say there. The owners have had an analytics team. It's maybe not as in-depth as people would have liked, but there's been one in place, you know, clean costs, and there's been stuff on, on some other ones they've, they've looked at. And, and the thing is, like you said, hey, guess what? Some analytics moves are going to work out, some aren't. Just like the eye test moves, some are going to work, some aren't. You, you try to get as much information. The truth is there's no GM that every trade he makes works. It's impossible. There's no scout I know that everybody he scouts works out. You just want to try to, if, if you can improve your chances by 1%, 2%, 3%, then uh, that's obviously uh, what they're going to do. Um, you know, I, I know Jeff Jackson talked about, you know, looking at things, that, you know, working with the coaches as far as potential, like, you know, game planning, system play on what the opposition is doing as much. 
and, and because, you know, there's some talk about the orders. You know, Evander Kane hinted that they got a little bit difference in the neutral zone and defensive zone. But it's also important to point out that it's not like they won or run just one straight defensive zone coverage and that's all they do, right? Like there's different yeah. coverages at different times in different situations of the game. Sure. And, and it's, it's also true that it, it, no matter what you run, it comes down to execution. And what I've been I've been arguing with people all summer, mostly because I was argumentative all summer, but uh, there, there was the play uh, White Cloud scored on where Nurse oh, followed yes. his guy to the top of the the uh, the circle and and uh, it was Fogel I think who didn't check down and people were arguing about that and the nurse was out of position but but my point is unless you know what they're doing unless you know what the forwards and defensemen are doing you're just kind of pointing fingers there are mistakes that are made by a team and you want to cut down on those but the idea that they're going to play one system all year uh, and become extremely predictable just isn't reasonable they're going to they're they're going to change things up and they're the expectation is players are going to be able to to uh, deliver on those things, and in some cases, you know, it's not going to happen. Mistakes are part of the game, and I think that, that from a fan point of view, a little knowledge is very dangerous. Where you can just start hammering players when really uh, you, you you may not know the defensive alignment, and you may not know the assignment of the specific player that you're yelling at. Who's your patented LT player to watch for the pre- preseason? Who are, who are we watching? Well, I think, I, I mean, I really just think that Broberg is the guy just because, he, you know, if he pops or in any way is able to take on on bigger minutes, like maybe even just part-time top four, it just changes the entire look of the team. They they have seven, you know, one thing I'll give Holland credit for, and I don't think he gets a lot of credit for it, is this is a bigger defense, guys. Oh, like, huge. Broberg is not a small man, and DeArnay is big and filthy, and, and I know some of those guys were drafted before Holland got there, but... You know, he sent away some of the smaller guys, and they're gigantic. So if, if, if like, CeCe could be key, Broberg could be key, I'll say Broberg because I think that he's, he's you know, even though he's not a rookie anymore, he's got a little miles to go. But if he can step in and play capably with that big frame of his and the way he can scoot, he could make a difference. And I'm going to copy what you think and say Broberg because he's going to turn the corner. Amen to that. That's, there it is. You, you never know, right? You never know. But I think he's ready. And I like he. He reminds me of his career progression. Reminds me a lot of Kleckbaum. Yeah. And Kleckbaum spiked right around this time, maybe a little earlier. But it's not too late for Broberg. I think people are are down on him because betting against the owners has been good for business for 15 years. But I think Broberg's a player. We could use a new Kleckbaum around here. Oh, yeah. Ah, well, I, I agree with you, Alan. Bro, like, Broberg's so young still in his development. And I get that other forwards around him. And on the record, I was the one. I wanted Matt Boldy at that pick. But I, it doesn't mean that I, I don't think Broberg can be a decent player. And and I think that Broberg in five years, people will might reevaluate what they think today because drafting is never a sprint. So far, has he been as good as some of the other players that were taken after him? No. But that doesn't mean he won't work out and, and turn into a very good defenseman. You know, I'm curious to kind of see how his increased strength will help him because his skating's always been good, right? Um, to me, it's – and I know they talked about it. He mentioned at the end of the last year he needed to get better – and, and, and I was watching up until he got hurt, but even in those captain skates, he was spending time after practice with um, Matthias Ekholm, and they were working on defending guys coming out of the corner. And a lot of it was angles, right? Not just 
pure brute strength, which of course you need at times. And so to me, that's what I'll be watching for from Broberg is how is he defending guys when they get in those one-on-one battles? Because at times I felt that was an area of weakness just because he wasn't physically strong enough yet. You know, your point about the draft is well taken. I think that, that Boldy would have been a, a really strong choice, and that's something that the analytics department can help with, too. Sometimes, you know, I think Holland got here and realized that they were going to need some defensemen and, and drafted Broberg maybe out of place a little bit, and it's gone now. It's fine. You know, you, you organizations do that. I think Broberg will cash. But the, the, the thing to remember with Broberg is we still don't know what he is. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be cleft bomb and score 35 points. But he does have some offensive acumen that hasn't showed up yet. Yep. And he's been working on the defensive side. And as you said, like, he, he, DeArnay is huge. You've got to pack a lunch to get by him because even if you're fast, he's so, his wingspan is so long that it's hard to get by him, even if you're fast. Now, if he's flat footed, you can. But if he's going in the right direction, you're going to have a hard time beating him. Broberg's a different player. He can actually skate with players, and that's actually more efficient. I think, I think Broberg, if he continues to develop, he's going to be a top four guy for a long time. And the great point is the price point for him won't be high for at least a couple of more years. Al, one last one for you. The Edmonton Elks taking on the BC Lions tonight. Trey Ford has become must-watch TV. Green and gold fans, we've seen the crowds. They're growing. They're excited about their team. Obviously, Brown, the old line as well, but a lot of it's about Trey Ford. Now they got the BC Lions, who are probably the third best team in the league right now. Pretty solid team that shut them out twice, and I know that has nothing to do with Trey Ford because he didn't play in those games, and they didn't have the OC, Jarius Jackson, but what do you make? Like, tonight, to me, is a pretty good measuring stick to see where the Elks are at because, you know, BC's just on a different level, and they played close to Winnipeg, so I give them credit, and I'm curious to see how they'll play against the Lions tonight. Yeah, I think this is you're right. I thought... Rough Riders are, you know, Rough Riders are a good team. They're not a great team. And right now, the, the Elks have a lot of things going well. And they, they, they needed a quarterback. And my God, they got a guy. And, and Ford just changes everything. You were mentioning last week about how much better they are running, no matter who's running. And it all opened up when Ford came in. And I'll be interested in seeing if they can, you know, make BC pay for that. Because when, when Ford gets into the open field, he can make you miss. And then you have to add another guy into, into that area, into the box or, or, you know, definitely in the linebacker position. And if that happens, sometimes you can you can break a, a running back for a, a good run, too. So I think Ford is is – the, the CFL hasn't figured out how to defend him yet, and that, that benefits the Elks big in a big way. And, I, like, I think the Lions are going to win tonight, I'll tell you that. But it's a lot closer because of Trey Ford than it would have been uh, in the first nine weeks. And if they do win, nobody should be surprised. Al, have a great weekend. We will uh, chat with you on Lindy. All right. Uncle Al, sign. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not paying for a thing. Huzzah! 
There you go. Nice. I like it. Uh, Al Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, host noon to two here on Sports 1440. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, Wanya Gretz with you. Uh, text lines humming in. Can always uh, get involved in the text. Of course, in our Jiffy Lube inbox as well. Email us, Gregor, Sports 1440, Connor at Sports 1440, or the trusty text line, 833-401-1440. We'll come back, wrap things up. Con Man's got some fantasy tips for the weekend and more. Pause of Friday continues on. Jason Greger alongside uh, Connor Halley. Wanye Gretz. Uh, Wanye Gretz presented by Action Electrical Family Run Business. For over 50 years, they just celebrated their 50th year in business. They keep expanding, and now they have a whole new solar division. If you're looking at solar for residential or commercial, it's going to save you a lot of money. Contact actionelectrical.net as uh, uh, Wanye uh, week uh, two or three three, three on the uh, Like on the, the NFL show. season. Yeah, yeah. You uh, yeah, haven't got an injury yet. No. Nope. So that's, uh, that's exciting. And realistically... You asked, like, is there a player that you're very curious to watch? Well, I didn't want to be divisive earlier when I said Connor McDavid. I feel like I split the room. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to be controversial. I think he's a heck of a player. Yeah. But now LT's saying Broberg is the new Clef Bomb, which I've specifically said Broberg isn't the new Clef Bomb. But now if Lowtide says he is, I'm changing my mood. I'm flipping the script. Why did you think he wasn't the new Clef Bomb? Because I said just because he's sexy and Swedish doesn't make him the new Clef Bomb. But if Lowtide says... It's very fair. Well, it is... You know, it's funny because, you know, there's a Swedish guy comes in. And everyone's like, well, he's going to be like this other yeah. Swedish guy. I'm like, well, you don't see the Canadian player. Well, he's going to be the next Canadian guy. I do find it funny sometimes when people automatically make that connection. I, I see it in one sense. But like like Broberg and, and Clefbaum, I, I think Clefbaum was um, f- he was a physically different type of player than Broberg. I, I think Broberg is actually a better skater. Then Oscar Clefbaum was well, not the Clefbaum was a bad skater by any stretch, but I think Broberg's a smoother skater. But Clefbaum was stronger. He's a little bit more physical, right? And he wasn't a like it's not like he's Larson, but you know, and he's young. Like Clefbaum didn't come over for a few years, which is smart, right? Uh, to me, this rushing players, it's so ridiculous even now. Like Broberg is still not even five years past his draft class. Like pump the brakes. And the difference now when Oscar Clefbaum came in. Just like when Darnell Nurse came in, those guys were gifted spots in the top four. The cover was bare. They had nothing, right? Like the fact that Broberg's got a fight for his ice time is a good thing. And it doesn't mean he's not ready yet, right? Like some of these other guys are on bad teams. That's why, you know, they're getting to play more. It's, oh, now there's the odd guy that's played better on a good team. And that's fair. But I, I think people have to look at the situation. And it's very different now for a Broberg coming in to make a team than it was for Clefbaum and Nurse and, heck, Dreisaitl and all these other guys. Just because, like, you know, Kyler Yamamoto, like, Holloway comes in, there's just, there's Evander Kane, there's Zach Hyman, there's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Like, there's all these, look at Yamamoto. Look at the wingers Yamamoto had to beat out. Yessa Pugliarvi on the right side. That was it, right? So it's it's. People have to understand that when you when you try to compare young guys, now that the organization's good, it's harder to make the team and it's harder to make an impact. Enjoy. We're a good team now. People can't just walk in off the street with a first round draft pick in their back pocket and make the team. Yeah, which is uh, which is long overdue. I'll tell you that long overdue. Let's get to uh, the comment. Little uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, one hundred percent locally owned and operated, and proud. 
partner of the MyShack group of companies. Uh, the con man, of course, uh, NFL action on Sunday. You uh, you look at a few, I guess the no-brainer here has to be uh, running back in Cleveland. What are you expecting for uh, Mr. Chubb's replacement? Well, I mean, it, it has been uh, something that we've talked about all week on Fantasy Frenzy, of course. So when Chubb went down, I think a lot of people were rushing to that waiver wire. Who, who's the backup? Who's it going to be? Jerome Ford, of course, is going to get the majority of the carries there. They did sign Kareem Hunt. We know he's got the history with Cleveland. He knows the offense. But I don't think he's game-shaped, so I'm a little bit skeptical that Kareem Hunt's going to be a guy you're going to want, want to start in your lineup. But Jerome Ford, uh, as a replacement, he looked good last week. I did have a big run that he busted. That obviously helped the statistics, put him over 100 yards on the game, but he's going to be key. Uh, they need to get that running game going. That's the best way to help out Deshaun Watson in the passing game. And they're taking on the Tennessee Titans, who, you know, it, it's not going to be easy to run against the Titans by any means. They're very well coached. They've got some players, Jeffrey Simmons, up front there. That's going to slow down the run game. But for Ford, I mean, he's going to get his opportunities. He's going to get his carries. I, I think he is a, a guy you definitely want to start in this week. And probably the next couple of weeks, you can probably lock that in because I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to be coming in there taking too many carries away. You get to week three. It's still really early. And we we were talking about tight ends. There's not a lot of tight ends that have made uh, significant impact, so I'm not sure you can necessarily find one. Um, what about Watson getting closer in Green Bay? What kind of impact, or do you think he's still? I don't even know. Is he going to play? What are you What are you hearing? What do you think? Well, I haven't seen anything for him. If you want to talk about tight ends to start this week, though, Gregor, and you're going to say I'm just saying it because it's against the Chargers, but Hawkinson with the Vikings. I mean, I think he's going to be someone who's going to have a big game. We actually had someone text in. Am I crazy to start Addison, Hawkinson, and? Madison against the Chargers. Three players on one team. I said no. Two out of three isn't crazy. Madison you might want to watch out for, but Addison and Hawkinson, uh, they could definitely do some damage. Uh, You know, for the Green Bay Packers and Christian Watson, you know, I I guess we'll wait and see. I don't think he's been officially ruled out yet. Uh, There was a list of players put out that we can rule out. Uh, Watson's not there yet. So, you know, watch it, obviously. And if you don't go with with him, uh, you can always look at Romeo Dobbs. A second-year player who, who we thought might have a little bit more of an impact last year. I think he could be an option with Jordan Love there in Green Bay. Uh, but make sure you're watching that waiver wire right up till Sunday morning. Uh, the, the insiders, Schefter, Rappaport, do a great job of keeping you updated. But uh, I'd keep watching for that one. Uh, Christian Watson, a guy who's got good speed, can stretch the field. If he's out there and you know close to 100%, I think he's a guy you definitely want to consider if you're in a deeper league. 100%. Uh, con man, have a great weekend. Quickly, uh, prediction tonight. Elks, Lions. Uh, I'll say... Got to go with a weird score here. 29-24 Elks. Why weird score? You think, oh, so there's a, few, a rouge I coming in? I think there's some rouges in our future, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, a few rouges. Friday night rouges. Mm. I wonder what the crowd's going to be like tonight. <laughs> Might be 30-plus again. Great night for football. Oh, yeah. Beautiful night. Beautiful night. And uh, I, somebody was texting, they think there's like a... Uh, is it like a rib tasting contest going on? Chili, chili, I think delicious. It's chili. A yeah. chili tasting Fantastic. contest at the. So that's on the west side. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! So you want to pack thirty thousand of your closest friends into a chili <laughs> eating contest? I see. Hey, it's outside, buddy. Wow, that's the place to have a chili eating contest. I don't you know don't if there's enough outside in the world for thirty thousand chili fans. Depends. Maybe somebody's got a special uh, non uh, non tooting type of chili. We'll see. Uh, before we go, there is one thing I'd, I'd like to mention. Uh, you can Google it. Google Noah's Law. Okay? Uh, they're trying to get it passed in the House of Commons. It's a horrible story if anybody uh, hasn't heard about it. Um, Noah's Law, 
uh, came from Cody McConnell and his family after his fiance, uh, Mikhail Bush, and their 16-month-old son, Noah, were murdered inside their Hinton apartment. Uh, it turned out it was their neighbor, who was somebody that had uh, the police knew about. Um, he was a convicted person before, um, but they didn't tell anybody. And uh, when... When Cody left home, when he came back, is and unfortunately, his wife not only was she murdered, she was raped, and then his son was killed. It was it's an awful story, and so they're just trying to pass a law that says people like that, those they you should be sent a note to your neighbor so you know they're there. And it's something to look at. Look up Noah's law, and they need people uh, to sign the petition. So if you can, if it's something that interests you, I think it's worthwhile. Uh, I did put it up on my Twitter page. Just something food for thought on a positive Friday. And uh, we said a lot of hope and prayers to that family because that would be something just horrible to have to endure. Be safe, everyone. Please don't drink and drive this weekend. Get home safe. Another great week on Sports 1440. We had the big announcement. Fox Sports is coming on all weekends and uh, 9 p.m. till uh, 7 a.m. on weeknights. We're getting closer and closer to being sports 24-7, which is what we said we'd do. And so another step towards that. We appreciate it. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley and our final Sports 1440 update of the week brought to you by Ewell from LED Lighting Audits and Retrofits to Design Build Distribution System. Ewell service can give you the edge you need to impress your clients. E W E L dot C A. Good night. Be safe. Here's Connor Howard.